Welcome to Life Point Plus, a program dealing with marriages and family. We are so glad you're listening. Here's your host, pastor and teacher, Gary Moore. Welcome to Life Point Plus. I'm your host, Gary Moore. I'm going to interrupt our series today to talk about Mary and Joseph and some lessons we can learn from their marriage. There are three passages of Scripture that pertain specifically to the time of Joseph and Mary's betrothal, the consummation of their marriage, and the birth of Jesus. These are Matthew 1, 18-25, Luke 1, 26-56, and Luke 2, verses 1-7. through Each passage reveals something about their relationship as well as the cultural mores of that time. Let me read Matthew 1, 18-25 from the NIV. This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful through the law, and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him, and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. Then Luke 1, 26-45, NIV. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month, for no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. At that time Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea, where she entered Zachariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. 
In a loud voice she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord will fulfill his promises to her. Luke 2 verses 1 through 7 In those days Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken on the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloth and placed him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them. You know, in Bible times, Jewish marriage customs regarding a couple's engagement were far different and much more stringent than those we are familiar with today, especially in the West. Marriages were arranged by the parents of the bride and groom and often without consulting the couple to be married. A contract was prepared in which the groom's parents paid a bride price. Such a contract was immediately deemed binding, with the couple considered married even though the actual ceremony and consummation of the marriage would not occur for as long as a year afterwards. The time between was a sort of testing of fidelity with the couple having little, if any, contact with each other. It was during this betrothal period that the angel Gabriel visited Mary and told her of her impending pregnancy. It's no small wonder that Mary was so inquisitive of the angel. She was still a virgin, and would know no man sexually for several months, maybe as long as a year or more. Joseph soon became aware of Mary's pregnancy, and this, no doubt, was cause for consternation on his part, because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and did not want to expose her to public disgrace he had in mind to divorce her quietly. Jewish custom allowed that they be considered as husband and wife, though the marriage had not yet been consummated. The point is being made that Joseph and Mary had experienced no sexual contact with each other, as verse 18, before they came together, points out. Joseph was in a quandary. Jewish law provided that his betrothed, because of her unfaithfulness, could be placed before the elders for judgment and stoned to death. But he was thinking to just put her away quietly without public knowledge. Betrothals or marriage engagement in those ancient times were binding and could only be terminated by an official divorce decree. It was then that the angel appeared to Joseph in a dream and explained to him that all this was bringing about the fulfillment of prophecy that a virgin would bear a child who was to be the Savior. And he, Joseph, did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he had no union with her until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. Luke 2, 1-7 also confirms the idea that Mary and Joseph, though betrothed, 
were considered as husband and wife by Jewish customs even though the actual marriage ceremony had not happened. So, Joseph and Mary were actually legally married before the birth of Jesus, though their marriage was not consummated physically until after his birth. As a guy who studies marriage, I've always been fascinated by the marriage of Joseph and Mary. Their example proves to be one of the healthiest examples of marriage recorded anywhere in the Bible. I believe if we stop seeing them as artificial plastic figures in Christmas decorations and see them in light of their faith, humanity, and love for God and each other, our lives and marriages will be impacted as a result. Here are a few positive lessons about marriage we can see from the biblical accounts of Joseph and Mary's story. They worked for unity in their marriage. From the time they were married, Joseph and Mary were always shown together in the Bible. They were together on the journey to Bethlehem, in the stables where Jesus was born, when they dedicated baby Jesus at the temple, as refugees escaping to Egypt, as they returned to Israel, when they lost Jesus in Jerusalem when he was twelve years old, and together when they found him. Like Joseph and Mary, your marriage will be stronger when you choose to face everything together with your spouse. They trusted God and they trusted each other. Before they were married, God sent an angel to appear to both Joseph and Mary with the message. After they were married, on the two occasions when God needed to send an important message, he only told Joseph. Joseph had to trust God, and Mary had to trust her husband. In marriage, sometimes God might give a vision to one spouse, and you need to trust each other enough to both accept the call. Mary trusted God to give birth to the Messiah, even though she was a virgin. Joseph trusted God to marry a woman who was pregnant and to start their marriage as a stepfather. Like Joseph and Mary, your marriage will be able to overcome any obstacle when you choose to have unshakable faith in God and in your spouse. They faced hardships with faith and perseverance. Mary and Joseph were in the center of God's will, and yet nearly every part of their lives was difficult. They walked through poverty, being socially outcast due to an out-of-wedlock pregnancy, giving birth in a barn, having to move with a newborn to a foreign country to escape the tyrant King Herod who wanted to kill them, having to relocate to a new community once they moved back to their home country, and other obstacles as well. Their marriage was strong because they faced every challenge together and they trusted God completely. Like Joseph and Mary, your marriage won't be defined by the size of your struggles, but by the size of your commitment to God and to each other. There's much about Joseph and Mary's marriage and family that we don't know. We do know, according to the Bible, that Joseph and Mary had more children after the birth of Jesus. In particular, Jesus' brother James became a great leader within the early church and wrote the book of James in the New Testament. We know that Joseph was a carpenter by trade, and Jesus followed in Joseph's footsteps to work in carpentry as well. We also know that Joseph most likely died young, 
because Mary was a widow by the time of Jesus' recorded ministry, which began when Jesus was around 33 years old. While there are many details of Joseph and Mary's lives that we don't know, we know enough to learn some powerful lessons from their examples. So next time you see Joseph and Mary depicted in Christmas decorations, pause and reflect on the fact that these were real people with real faith who had a real marriage. Just like God called Mary and Joseph to do a very special work, God is calling you and your spouse to an important mission as well. Like Joseph and Mary, you and your spouse will only be able to fulfill your purpose for life and marriage when you choose to have faith in God and each other. Well, our time is gone for today. Have a great and safe weekend. God bless. Thank you for listening today. This program is brought to you by Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like to reach Pastor Gary, please email him at pastorgary at cloverdalechurch.org. To know more about the church, go to our website at www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thanks for listening and be blessed.